the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're here. Mike Rayley with you. Brother Rufus is uh, out cutting deals. He's <laughs> cutting, <laughs> cutting deals. He's always he's always talking to somebody on the phone. I, I, the times that I have ridden with him, uh, we've ridden, ridden places, going on these little adventures, that uh, people are, are calling him constantly, or he's calling somebody, so... Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. We're going to talk with the uh, folks at the State Farmers Market coming up uh, here on WPTF. Uh, Andrea Lane is with us uh, from the uh, – she was with the Durham Master Gardener Program. She uh, lives up near Burnsville and uh, about 40 miles from Burnsville, actually. She's out in the sticks too, aren't you, Andrea? <laughs> Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm actually in Bakersville. Bakersville. Uh, but Burnsville is, you know, one of the first time the, the next largest town, and Burnsville is a little larger. Than okay. So, well, and yeah. she's uh, she helped start the Master Gardener program in Mitchell County. And we got uh, Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery, and uh, my friend, longtime friend, Nelson Cox, who owns the Garden Hut in Fuqua Verena. And uh, we're so thankful for all these ladies uh, being a part of the show, and Brother Rufus. Uh, and, I, and I miss Johnny Cash. You sure did. But I heard it out in the I, hall. I, I, uh, I said you were cut, <laughs> cutting deals, trying to bail somebody out of jail. He's loitering <laughs> in the hall. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to William uh, from uh, Beaufort. William, the air traffic uh-huh. controller. Oh, my goodness. That's two weeks in a row. Thank you, William, for calling. We always love hearing from you. Good morning, guys. You got the big guns on the show. This I'm morning. telling you, we brought them all in the, it, this morning. Sure did. Well, I got uh, definitely two plant questions. I got a, uh, a yellow, or actually a, a plum hue shrub that I landscaped all throughout the yard. I have them in the front and back of the house. And for some reason, two in the front are doing good, and one of them is just, just the leaves are just completely brown. And it looks like it's trying to sprout out some new leaves. I was wondering if I just try to dig that up and replace it um, and see if another plant does as good. Uh, you could, and who knows, it could have for some reason gotten too wet or, um, you know, wind whooped. Um, 
occasionally wind whooped. Wind whooped. That's uh, I was I was wind whooped sometime this week. Yeah, ten degrees. <laughs> wind whooped his work. Ten degrees. I was just yeah. out walking. I was wind whooped. Yeah, but <laughs> sounds like a mountain tour. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. I got to remember. Let me write that down here on this. Uh, that. Wind this whooped. black cow copy. Wind yeah. whooped. <laughs> Wind whooped all week down here. It's been blowing like forty knots. Yeah. Boy, I tell yeah. you, it that uh, down at the beach, there's no colder place than down at the the beach when it's that ocean is still cold. Yeah. No, I thought I was moving to beach. It was going to be warm. Both our winters are colder than Raleigh. Yeah, you got to yeah. have some good insulation. Uh, and uh, next question is when is Brother Gerald going to start his tomatoes? Have you heard? Oh, he's 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 transplanting and potting now. Yeah, he's he's got yeah. his he's got um, he's got some uh, greenhouses now too. But he, I think he'll be out at the farmers market. I don't think he's already gotten out there. But uh, yeah, because I think they were having a craft show this week. Yeah, we're going to talk to Monica here in a minute yeah, uh, so about craft show. He said he couldn't make it because he was going to be potting tomatoes. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got a question to ask him about that too. Down here, I, I've never seen it before, but they pot the tomatoes sideways. They cut off the first two branches up on the stem and set the plant sideways in the pot. Do they know something about gravity that we don't know? You know, a lot of people plant them that way. That's what we used to do in the garden. Yeah. Uh huh. The leaning tomato of of Beaufort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never seen them done that way. Hmm. And uh, the last question I got, I have a European birch tree that I thought was such a beautiful tree when I researched it to, to put in the landscape. And the thing has only grown in two years like an inch. <laughs> Maybe it's wind whooped. Wrong place. <laughs> so it, it, that's the one that's got the really um, white. Purple leaves. Pur- purple like leaves, purple. but the white uh, white foliage i mean bark yeah yeah i don't think they're very heat tolerant here unless it's grafted onto a uh rootstock of the just the betula niger the the common river birch yeah it's uh, they do have some river birches that have whiter yeah but it it would have to be grafted yeah it's um And the river birch is a uh, is a rough plant to deal with. Sometimes it it's always looking for water and breaking yeah. up, you know, driveways. We have a lot of them up here. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. A lot of really large ones. I've never had any luck with them. By the way, William, every time I hear about some problem with near misses. I say to myself, we need to get William back to work. Well, he as is a traffic controller. He does. He, you work part time with the? Is it the Newburn Airport? Yeah, I'm heading into Newburn right now to go to work. Yeah. yeah. See, they don't have any problems at Newburn. You never hear any problems <laughs> at Newburn. No, we have problems down here, and I think it's a lot of Rufus is the uh, the plan that they initiated right before it came out, which was called the ASAP, which. Uh, you had an error you just reported it and you went on about your day you continue to work but when we were coming up we had an error we were taking off the boards retrained for several days and then put back to work got recertified again in other words they took it very very seriously yeah yeah very seriously and uh it's it's the program and i think once the one of the problems they had when they were losing so many uh, controllers from the ex-matco days 
they were hiring so many controllers and the errors were going up. They're, they were going through the roof. So they had to figure out a way to not to have so many errors. So if they reported them uh, voluntarily, they didn't really count them as true errors. Mm. Mm. Wow. So that was, I think that's part of the problem is uh, the training aspect of it. Well, you know, William, I heard somebody the other day say that uh, back when Reagan was, if anybody can recall that, he was president, he fired a lot of traffic controllers. And this person says they've not not fully recovered from that. Is that an old tale or is there anything to that? No, that's really still happening. Even coming up, we're still short about 1,500 controllers even now. Oh, what a stressful Uh, job. Though. Yeah, I mean it really is. Uh, and I was kind of thankful Reagan did what he did because that's how I got my job. I was in the military at the time, so I just slid right out to the FAA from there. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope it. I hope it gets better. I hope they figure it out, and hope they can get more air traffic controllers. We need. We need a lot of. A lot of things. We need more police. Yeah, we need have, more. Anybody interested? I know in June they're having another open hire. So. Right. It's a career field to go into for no. you know, kids coming out of college. One thing we don't need more of is disc jockeys and radio, <laughs> lousy radio people. We just we, not we don't need any more of them. We need to pray for well, the ones we've we got. Need to pray for the ones we got, please, <laughs> please, dear Lord. I was, going, I was going to tell Rufus I was sitting at the house the other day and I was channel surfing. I hit PBS and there he was on state line. Yeah, I, I recorded that so I could uh, watch it. Uh, another good job there, counselor. Well, thank you. That, that's really good job. That's a new program. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll let you guys get going back to the show. I enjoy listening to you. The only way I can get it down here is on the internet. So I listen to you on the internet every weekend. I appreciate All it. All right. Appreciate it, William. We always love hearing from you, buddy. Call us every week if you want to. Y'all have a good day. You, you too. too. Miss Monica is with us, and she is up to her ears and crafts. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on? Everybody, we've got, like you said, we're up to our ears in crafts. We've got <laughs> lots of craft vendors out here and um, just tons of stuff, um, a lot of unique craft items. Everybody's been busy. I think everybody's been pretty busy all winter, it looks like, <laughs> making lots of unique stuff. So great time to come out and do some shopping, get, get ready for spring. Can you point out a couple of unique things that are being sold out there this morning? One thing that seems to be really popular right now are all different shapes and sizes of charcuterie boards um, that are homemade and made out of different types of wood. Rufus, you know what that is. Isn't that the thing where you put some cheese on it or something like that? Cheese curds. Yeah, yeah you put cheese curds Ash on County it. cheese yeah, curds. Those ash counts, that's right. <laughs> on there and some crackers and strawberries and all that good stuff. That's right. Um, and we've got some, I saw some over there that are really neat that are shaped like North Carolina. Um, what do they make them out of? What, what, is, um, what are the better ones made of? I know that they just have all different types of wood, and I'll be honest, oh. I don't even want to say because I've not even, I've not walked around and asked. I haven't had a chance to yet, but it seems to be a big thing right now. Um, they're really neat. Some of them look checkerboard. They get really creative with mm-hmm. them, different designs in them and that sort of thing, and We've got homemade baskets. We have wind chimes and um, all kinds of skin care products, um, soaps. Um, whenever we have some soaps made out of goat's milk, um, all different um, types of, there's some bird feeders and bird houses, a huge selection of jewelry that's all homemade, and um, 
so much more. There's some wooden, like some outdoor furniture. Um, gosh, there's so many things. Crochet, knitwork, knitting, um, woodwork, and some different types of benches and things like that. Um, stained glass, a little bit of stained glass up there. Mm. And gosh, the list goes on and on. And it's a great time to come out. And, you know, you can shop around and got a birthday coming up or Easter, fill up those Easter baskets. Um, even Mother's Day is not that far away when you think about it. And so many unique gifts that you could do with that. Oh, one thing, um, the foreign quilts. There, we have some of those, someone that paints those, um, some actual quilts themselves. And some really unique um, yard ornaments that are made out of antique glass. And they take them and make them where they almost look like flowers. They stack up different bowls and then they're on a rod that you can stick down into the ground and those are really unique as well um some paintings and so much other stuff i just keep thinking about stuff as i'm talking um that it is free admission and free parking and our event goes through tomorrow um the hours are 9 a.m to 5 p.m each day got anything under the farmer's shed this morning uh vegetable wise (laughs) we do of course we've got still have apples and we have sweet potatoes we have got um, some of the um, greens, like your spinach and kale, okay. turnips, <laughs> <laughs> Um We do have um, those tunnel-grown strawberries. And I tell you, I think we're just around the corner from getting some, some regular field-grown strawberries. Um, and they're starting to ripen up. Everybody's been working hard to get their strawberries through these cold winter nights we've been having the past few days. And um so we're probably going to see more strawberries over the next few weeks popping in here and we do have um, a lot of different baked goods here bread cakes pies honey the fresh salsa there's fresh eggs and there's meats and um so many wonderful products that are grown right here in north carolina that you could find all through our farmers area and firewood i mean you never know when you're going to need firewood on our on our on roller coaster weather that we're having and fresh cut flowers or something else that we're starting to see more and more of each week. Well, Monica, let, let me ask you about have you, what have you heard about the peach crop? I haven't really heard anything yet. I think it might still be a little early still to, to tell, but they've been working hard. Um, no no damage. That, that's what I was <clears throat> speaking yeah, I'm hoping of. not. Yeah, they've been working hard doing frost protection every night. Um, strawberries and apples but um, peaches and all those guys i know they've had some long nights um so keep those guys in your thoughts and prayers as they're getting through these these next few chilly days i think the blueberry growers have really had a time too so they've been having the ice anything Mm. that's anything that's right there at that stage blueberries are definitely something else that that they're having to work hard on right now as well well monica I've, i've thought of something that uh, an old fellow from back home named Willard Watson, who was from down on Wildcat Road, made gee-haw whimmy-diddles. He would bring them to the State Fair uh, Folk Festival or the uh, that place out there. I'll bet you they would sell, and I wonder how many folks know what a gee-haw whimmy-diddle is. I do. I have some. I, a so guy got, used to date's uh, father made them, and, and he, was, he was an older father, but um, he's since passed away, but I've got yeah. two or three of his. They're awesome. Well, aren't they great? And I'll make them G. I don't know oh, about Hall, but. <laughs> G and Hall and the little propeller on the end. Yep. They'll stick in a rub stick in the right notches. I bet those would sell very well at your oh, folk festival. Oh, But it would take them out and guy to do them. Yep. 
He was from Asheville. Have you have you ever heard of a jihad when they did a Monica? I have. I'm trying to think if I have seen one um, before, but I have heard I have heard that before. Yes. Um, so if you know somebody, Bruce, will send them our way. We'll get them in the craft fair. Okay. <laughs> Not, All right. I'm in the fall. All right. <laughs> Definitely. We're always looking unique um, items, and you know some of those things that are more unique to the different parts of the state make it even even neater to have those items featured, of course, at the market. And, um, you know, we're very fortunate with all the folks that we have, a lot of artistic folks. And, you know, I always say they, they kind of take something and, and make, um, or take nothing and make something out of it, you know, some things and recycle different items and, and things you just don't think about that you can make. And um, it's really neat to see all the hard work and effort that goes into these items and it's something you can't just buy anywhere you can definitely get one of a kind gifts here all right well it's uh and you just have so much going on out there it's incredible we do and um you know and we've got over a hundred vendors this weekend with with the craft fair and that's in addition to all of our regular vendors and um of course that's you know up in the market shops we always have assortment of different craft items and gift items in there so we do also have, we have a lady here as part of the craft fair this weekend that's doing olive oil, a large selection of olive oils and different um, marinades and that sort of thing. And she's actually inside the market shop um, today. They're near the bakery. And then, of course, we have all of our folks in there that have the birdhouses on a regular basis that are homemade. We do have our market bakery with that yummy bread, the sourdough breads and cinnamon breads and cakes and pies and ice cream and fresh squeezed oranges and lemonades and all of that good stuff. Um, this morning may be one of those mornings you want to start out, though, at 321 Coffee and grab a cup of, cup of hot coffee to, to walk around. Um, as it is still a little chilly, but grab a jacket, and I think you'll be okay. Seems that the rain's out of here, um, which is a good thing, and we're hoping the sun's going to pop out here in a little bit. I hope so. So did we cover everything? Well, I know there's tons we didn't talk about. Um, the market <laughs> shop, of course, is just a wonderful place to walk through and find all sorts of things. And our fine restaurants, um, State Farmers Market Restaurant, and the seafood restaurant, we have our little grill. And then, of course, there's the Hunter Pork Center. Um, and right there near the Hunter Pork Center is where we have our craft shed or market depot area where you can always find crafts in there as well. Um, the homemade baskets, and we have the... Um, the vegan and Kotoko bite, the um, little donuts there. We also have kettle corn. They have opened back up for the season. And so has our larger than lemons, the gourmet lemonade. Um, they've all opened back up. So um, they're all right there located near Nahunta and Seafood Restaurant in that corner. Market Imports is another great place to stop by. And Superside is here as well. So wonderful place to come. And just <coughs> as a reminder, we are open seven days a week. By the way, uh, the, the market got about shop 20 seconds. It's a great place. If you're looking for something like a trellis, that's a great place to go to get an iron, old fashioned iron trellis at the uh, market, imports. market imports. Yes, they have a great selection. They do. All righty, Monica, you take care. Get back to work. You, you too. <laughs> I am. You come see us. We I shall. Everyone has a great weekend. All right. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. More of The Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF.
get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 936-919-860-9783. Is your lawn looking a little ragged from winter critter damage? Have moles dug tunnels in your lawn? Have plants been devoured by voles? Are you ready to give up on gardening because you're just fed up with the damage caused by moles and voles? Well, don't be discouraged. Stop the damage with I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. Available in liquid and granular, I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent has a super strong formulation that's effective and easy to use. I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent works without the use of harmful toxins or chemicals. Did you know that many products that kill moles and voles can have the undesirable effect of killing other animals too? But not I Must Garden Mole and Vole Repellent. It contains only natural ingredients and botanical oils, giving you peace of mind that you won't be unintentionally poisoning any animals, pets, or birds. I Must Garden Repellents are sold all over the Triangle, so look for I Must Garden Vole and Mole Repellent in the big orange bag at your favorite garden center or hardware store, such as Super Sod of Kerry and Piedmont Feed and Garden Center on Route 54 in Chapel Hill, also at the Garden Hut, and uh, at uh, Phil's Place, Campbell Road Nursery. And while you're there, be sure to check out the other I Must Garden natural repellents for deer, rabbits, squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from I Must Garden. Well, Mark, let, let, let me ask a question uh, just about your your statement there about I must garden. I was asked the other day by a person about mold control, and I, I said I didn't personally think that these traps make much difference, and I suggested I must garden, and the person asked me, well, where where in the, the mold run do I put it? I'm sorry, I, I didn't know how well, to answer that. Basically, uh, it's a granular, so it's water-activated, so you can broadcast it like you would fertilizer or like you would... Um, grass seed and um, once it's activated that um, which a lot of it is um, what am I trying to say castor oil Mm -hmm. so uh, it basically becomes uh, activated and just uh, slowly over a 30-day period will last and kind of seep into your soil it's not harmful to pets um, but it is definitely a deterrent for moles and yeah, voles. Yeah, but, but do you put it on top of the yes, of the you run? Just broad, you, yeah, you broadcast no, it. Not on top of the run specifically. What what you can do, one thing that it suggests doing is doing it in a like a horseshoe shape and running them off your property. Yeah, I told yeah. the person what you're yeah. doing is giving them to somebody else. Right, now. Well, so, you, yeah, you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, into your neighbor's yard. <laughs> You, yeah, you're, yeah, you're doing it in quadrants. You don't want to just right. broadcast the whole area, and so so you just you just look at it as uh, one way to look at it is look at it as a is your property is a square. Treat one quarter of it. Two weeks later, treat another quarter of it. Two weeks later, treat the other quarter until you're done with the fourth quarter of it. So it it just it is. It's pushing them away, running them out. Even if you're using the liquid, you're still spraying that area. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're right. trying to do the the rosol, um, which which is a poison, then you know you don't want to have pets or your neighbor's pets because um, if the voles come in contact, which yes, you put those in a run, um, and then they come in contact, and then if your cat or your dog gets a hold of that that vole or vole vole or mole, um, that th- can make them sick if if they try to yeah. 
eat it, ingest it, or something. Well, it also <laughs> asked the question. You said, <clears throat> are, "Are these mold runs going to harm my garden?" I said, "No, just walk over and push them down. They they irrigate the soil." But they and they need to know: is it moles or is it bowls? Right. Yeah. Are you losing plants? Right. Uh, yeah, I explained the difference between a, a mole and a and a vole. I said the vole just eats the roots out of everything that that you like the most, and the mole is quite. But a vole is also opportunistic, and they will use that mole hole. That's mole right. They're lazy. <laughs> so if you have moles and don't do anything about it, you you might definitely watch out for bowls. Yeah. I call it. I call it their raceway. <clears throat> well, that they, they are. They can really cause problems. Huh? Moles. I kind of like moles. I mean, they. They. Uh, I don't have a pristine. They aerate the I, soil. That's right. They aerate the soil. I don't have a a pristine lawn. I have plenty of weeds. I have. Gosh, I have so much chickweed right now. I have really let that get out of hand. You know, it's just some people. Some people harvest that for their salads. I'm telling you, it's just really, it, it, it'll really take over. And I don't remember seeing it before Fran. I think I think Fran, Fran brought it in. A hurricane brought it in. Yep. Well, my, my yard is blue now with little violets. I, li- I like it. Oh, Yeah. Oh, that is sweet. So yeah, it is. Your clover hasn't, the is clover your clover hasn't doing quite okay? come up yet. It, yeah. It's up, but not bloomed yet. But the violets are just, oh, thousands and thousands. And I, yeah. I find them. Very pretty. I don't have any problem with it. I, I salute anybody who has the patience to deal with all. I just don't have enough. I have too much, uh, I don't know, competition, yeah. water, and I don't have mm-hmm. the sunlight to, well, I'm, to I'm, grow I'm, I'm like lawn you. grass. Yeah, I don't condemn anybody. Right. Like and I, if I had if, if I had enough sunlight, I'd, I'd use a warm season grass. I wouldn't yeah. mess with fescue. But it's just different. You, you've often called my yard a colonial yard. Yeah, well, mine is too. I mean, I don't know what else I, what I would be doing trying to have a pristine, weed-free lawn, where where my stuff is with ancient hundred-year-old trees and. But you used to say your mother. See, you're way up there because you said your mother used to sweep the yard. I'm sure my my grandmother did too. My grandmother used to sweep the yard. Yeah, your grandmother used to sweep the yard. Yeah, absolutely. So, and everybody says, "Are you kidding me?" No. I said absolutely not. She would sweep the yard. didn't Didn't want anything except dirt on it. Yep. And you had guineas that ran through the yard, turkeys that ran through the yard. You were sweeping a lot of things except dirt. Probably <laughs> <laughs> why you were sweeping the yard. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, at any rate, uh, if you're sweeping or or whatever you're doing to your landscape out there, you probably ought to incorporate, even in the yards you sweep, some black cow. Because you might uh, you might be able to you might be able to grow something after <laughs> right. incorporating right. that. So uh, they they have kind of a unique process. And you're asking yourself, what is black cow? Well it's uh, repurposed manure. That's what it is. And so it's environmentally friendly and beneficial to your lawn and garden. Black cow contains up to 10 times more nutrients and microbes than garden soils, and it helps to retain moisture, too. Your lawn, flower beds, and vegetable gardens will be off to a great start with black cow. Everything grows better with sun, water, and black cow. For more details, check the website blackcow.com. That's black cow, spelled with a K, 
Gardener.com. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 944. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF at 949-919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. <laughs> Steve is in Garner. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? I think we're uh, good morning. pretty pert this morning. Oh my! We are. Huh. Yep, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm glad to hear that. I hope, That's good. Hope all our listeners with uh, ailments are are feeling better this morning. Yeah. Uh, one question I got: the when will it be warm enough to start seeing uh, tomato seedlings? When will it be warm enough to start seeing them or seeding them? Seeing them. I, I, I've got some ferals that I'm waiting to see if they come up from last year. Uh, oh. Something like that you probably wouldn't see till some third or fourth week of April or May, yeah. Okay. So just be patient. Yeah, if you're, if you're looking yeah, in that capacity, then yeah. And it could even be later, uh, May, June. That's at least what happens on my property. Yeah, soil's got to get warm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah too cold. Okay. It's got to get uh, warm enough to go barefooted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't put that any like uh, weed block down or anything like that, right? No, no I wouldn't put anything I down. Two two sections of my garden done, so I'm I'm getting out there and starting to weed now. That's good. And I'm hoping to get the rest of my garden done before this before the daylilies start to bloom. Yeah, that'll be a lot of work then. Oh, it's yeah, but it's the fun thing to do. I mean, to be honest with you, gardening is a lot of the work. The work is a joy. Yeah, I hear so many gardeners say that about gardening. Yep. Uh, you got a lot to be thankful for too, didn't you? Have groups of people come in and help you do that. Had to have people come in and help you do that last year. Last year, yeah, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Now you, now you're out there doing it. That's, That's great. Right. It sure is. I'm able to get out there and do it myself. That's so wonderful. Um, I, it's it's the frustrating part was watching others do your job yeah. for you, and now I'm able to get out there and do it myself. So that's one of the biggest joys of this my boss uh, says that uh, she, she gardening relaxes her and painting not well, i don't think painting on an easel she likes painting rooms and stuff now, that's the most frustrating <laughs> thing in the no. world to me is painting and i, I boy yeah. i salute anything well, i hate painting i salute anybody who who loves doing that because i end up getting it all over me I don't. I don't paint the anymore. Only part I'm I not going to paint. Putting up the blue tape. Even the smallest room, a, a, a small bathroom, it's just maddening. I to used me. to so do it. I was working full time. It was my stress relief. It yep. really was. Yeah, the gardening, not the painting, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
boy. Yeah, I mean, what with yeah, with I gardening, mean, you can the stop. Part's not bad. It's the prep work and the and the. Uh, I know, and I never do that. I I just you know I throw maybe because it's been so long since I painted anything, but I didn't put the tape around stuff and you know it's just that's so tedious. Plus. Uh, you know, this falling off ladders and stuff if you do it outside, and nobody wants that. Huh. Well, I just want to check in with you guys and let you know how I'm doing. Well, Steve, uh, let me ask you a question. What is new in the daylily world? Any new introductions that you're going to do? Yeah, I've got five, and our next daylily meeting, they're going to show us how to uh, register the daylily, so... Um, I've got five that I'm ready to introduce, and they are, I tell you what, they are the most vigorous girls. They're babies of um, a tick um, kissing a moose on a Wednesday. Hmm. What did you, ju- what'd you just say? a very vigorous grower, <laughs> and all of these babies have uh, very vigorous, I mean... I planted them two years ago, and I got one clump that's probably got 50 fans on it. Wow. Mm. So, I mean, that's one of those that um, I, I got to get a good picture of the flower this year and determine, you know, when they, when they bloom, how long they bloom, and all that stuff for the uh, registration. Very good. That's great. All right. Steve, well, take it easy now. Invited to come by in June and and tour our garden. So we're gonna make it sometime. I hope so. I do too, buddy. Bring Thank your you. wife. I, I we shall. Really like it. We saw, I don't see her. I see her less now than I did when she worked. <laughs> I mean, when, when I say when she worked, when she was a, a teacher, she she's doing so many things now. So um, uh, if but she's she available, I'll bring her. Is she retired? She's a retired teacher after 43 yeah, years. It's so. amazing how busy you get when you're retired, yeah. isn't it? Because she's yeah. still, I mean, she was a music teacher in, in, uh, at mainly at Underwood mm. uh, in Raleigh uh, for, you know, most of those 43 years. But she, she still teach. she still has some piano students. And uh, plus we've, we've, you know, we've had a lot going on. Her mother passed away and, my sister passed away last uh, year, and you know estates, and she's really good at that stuff. She could have, she's smart enough. She could have done anything she wanted to do, but she chose teaching, which and is the most the most thing you can do. One of the, I mean, Underwood was so lucky to have her. Well, anybody would sure. would have been lucky to to have her a a, a great teacher. Just well, I love you. listening to you guys, and I'll continue to listen today. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. You guys yeah. have a good good rest of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. thank you, Steve. Have Appreciate fun it, in your garden. Yeah. I'm going to try. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Steve, uh, we got another Steve. This is uh, Steve Morning, or it's tending to be. Good morning to you, Steve and Raleigh. Good morning. Good How morning. can we help you, sir? Two questions. Uh, one is I have two Meyer lemon trees. Uh, and one, Do you have cocktails uh, every night? Uh, <laughs> didn't know. Okay. Uh, uh, one of them has been a prolific producer, had about 15 lemons last year, but the other one never produces a single one. They both bloom 
the other one is smaller. The one that doesn't produce is in a smaller pot. It's like 17-inch diameter pot. The other one's in a bigger. Should I just repot it? I've heard that you got to be careful repot. Uh, either that or maybe try just some, um, you know, self-pollinating. Get you a little paintbrush or just rub uh-huh. the limbs together. Um, that That's what I would try. That's what I find. I, I tend to be a little um, rough with the hose wand that I use to water all of our Myers lemons and I let them just get really, really dry. Um, not to where the pollen's real dry, but they're heavily flowering now. So I kind of let them get dry. And then I, when I take the wand, it, it's, you know, just, uh, mixing the flowers back and forth. And, um, and I, you know, I noticed that helps with flower, um, or pollination with the little lemon set. Now, you know, on down the road, some of those may fall off, but I am getting a great fruit set by practicing that method of just kind of getting the flowers all over the place versus just trying to water, you know, right there in the pot. Okay. All right. Thank you. Second question. Um, we got about a minute and a half, Steve. Okay. Quick. How much can you cut back a standard size pit of forum? It's at Topsail Island. It's overgrown. It's Probably in too big a it's not it's too big a plant for the spot. And they are happy at Topsail Island. <laughs> not happy here, but the pitosporum work well time. down there. But how much can you cut it back without damaging it? <laughs> yeah, I mean you can cut it in half. Um, even if you cut it back further, it, it it'll have a way of, of yeah, coming back. They get really big down there and look healthy, and that's their their area. I mean that. Uh, yeah, they love it. Yeah, they sure do. Okay. And one point of follow-up, you told me to follow-up. I'm the guy that was trying to root um, uh, Daphne's, and you wished me luck. And I I, I started out with seven cuttings two summers ago, and I've got three out of seven in the ground. Wow. Good for you, man. You are magic, Steve. (laughs) You are magic. (laughs) Well, they're not big. But they're alive, and they're, they're, they flowered this year. So Talk to them, man. Great. Wow. That's Congratulations. Amazing. That's awesome. Talk to them, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I, now, you can start a business. That's right. We uh, bow to you, Steve. We you, bow to you. We bow to you. Yeah, we, you've really accomplished something. <laughs> yeah. You can feel good today. So, so you can see you didn't quite get 50%. So Got about you, 10 You can 10 see seconds. why they're so expensive, because growers have a similar yeah. That's success right. rate. Even the best. Right. Steve, have a great day. Thank you very much. I'll hang up and let you go. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up.